0: today on CityCast Madison. Our guide to summer entertainment continues with the Madison Jazz Festival. Starting tomorrow, you can find a jazz concert somewhere in Madison every day of the week. The 11-day festival features everything from classic jazz vocalist to Latin fusion to hip-hop inspired acts. Renowned trumpeter Marcus Carroll and saxophonist Lakeisha Benjamin will be there and the whole festival wraps up with a Juneteenth celebration. Madison Jazz Fest organizers, Elizabeth Snodgrass from the Wisconsin Union Theater and Jolyn Rorda from the Arts and Lit Lab give us the details. It's Wednesday, June 7th. I'm Dylan Brogan, and here's what Madison's talking about. JoLynn, Elizabeth, thank you for being here on CityCast Madison.
1: Thanks for having us, Dylan.
0: Did you hear the one about the jazz band uh, that was on a bus that broke down on the belt line? Uh, Witnesses are reporting a massive jam.
2: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are
0: pretty sweet for laughing at me. Anyway, there's a a great jazz fest, a Madison tradition happening over 11 days. And there's 11 days of concerts. That's, Jolyn. am I wrong? Is it always been that much jazz in Madison at once?
2: The jazz festival for a long time was just a couple of days, you know, one more condensed weekend. And since 2018, we've been doing this longer week-long format, but 11 days is the longest that we've done. We've been continuing that longer format because it seemed to be a big hit to be able to send uh, events to different areas of the community and, and really, you know, make it Something that a lot of different uh, jazz presenting organizations and venues um, and even sort of atypical places where jazz could happen, like libraries and stores and, you know, restaurants wow, yeah. and things like that could embrace this um, festival. You know, we have started it the week ahead so that we could lead up to the terrace and have that be the big culminating event.
0: Very cool. Well, and a wide range of venues and there's also just a wide range of jazz that... Um, we're going to hear, uh, like you said, over these 11 days, everything from Latin jazz to classic jazz, to vocalist, to some more soul inspired jazz. So how did you how did you choose the artist? Uh, maybe we'll start with you, Elizabeth.
1: Well, one of the first things we start looking at is the, the headliners, um, because those usually get booked much farther out. And then once we have the headliners secured, we start working on the free terrace performances Okay. That happened in the afternoon. Oh, and I should say uh the other thing that we're uh is, is a new iteration of the jazz festival is dovetailing it with a celebration of Juneteenth. So uh we've had Rob D's uh program the terrace performances on Sunday, Juneteenth to celebrate black American music. And Jolene, do you want to speak to how you uh chose the artists for the rest of the festival?
2: Yeah, what we're trying to do, um the things that are happening off campus is really um, shine a spotlight on things that people can enjoy in the jazz community all year long and that's why we try to reach out to other um, venues and organizations and different um, music series that happen that would be a good place for us to um, get people to come to them hopefully during the festival and then hopefully they'll keep going throughout the year such as you know working directly with the different venues like Cafe Coda and North Street Cabaret and the High Noon Saloon and talking to them about artists that they might want to bring for the festival so we're really asking everybody to kind of up their game and, and bring in people who, you know, maybe normally don't come to Madison or, you know, not very often, or something they, they've really wanted to kind of reach for. We want to bring in as many of the sort of top flight, you know, top jazz musicians from the country to really bring all those new ideas and that new music here to our community, which um, is a great benefit to our local musicians.
0: So some of these are, like you mentioned, are free events and some of them. Uh, do require tickets. So, do you which ones do you have to buy tickets in advance for?
1: That would be um, the Shannon Hall headliners. So um, on Saturday night we have uh, LaKeisha Benjamin performing in Shannon Hall, and then on Sunday is Ranky Tanky with guest vocalist Lisa Fisher, also in Shannon Hall, and those those two are ticketed.
0: Let's talk about LaKeisha Benjamin. She she sounds uh, very accomplished and uh, a, a kind of like a, a little bit of a badass. Did I heard we heard that she's known for playing with Prince and but she got that chance after crashing a bunch of his gigs. Is is that have you guys heard that rumor?
1: <laughs> I haven't he- heard that story, but that doesn't surprise me given who she is. Yeah,
0: and she's played for uh, President Obama. And uh, before we hear a little clip of it, can you uh, either one of you just describe a little bit about what you like about Lakeisha Benjamin?
1: Well, she's quite accomplished um, and uh, really, I mean, started to get a name for herself quite a while ago in 2010, but um, really just most recently got even more notoriety with the album Pursuance, uh, The Coltrane's um, dedicated to the music of John Coltrane. And then her her latest album uh, called The Phoenix is a real statement and story of her tragic um, experience at a, in a car accident recently. Um, and her her way through that but she's she's uh, as you said a badass <laughs> um, in person um, just the way she lives her life and also with her music really bold and um, venturing into new directions taking jazz into new places so really excited to have her
0: yeah let's just hear a little sample of Lakeisha Benjamin <laughs> And then really capping off on Juneteenth, we got the Ranky Tanky with uh, Lisa Fisher. Um, What's that going to be like?
1: So Ranky Tanky, um, just before the pandemic, won their first Grammy uh, and then recently won another. Um, They perform jazz influenced music from the Gullah region, which is uh, from the lower low country region of the West, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, and it's an Af- African-American ethnic group that have descended from the slaves. So they're they're carrying on the tradition of the music by bringing their own take to it, um, adding a jazz influence. And Lisa Fisher, I first learned about her from the movie 20 Feet from Stardom because she was a very well-known backup artist to people like Sting and Luther Vandross, but she's also really making a name for herself as a solo artist. And so we're really excited to have her join Ranky Tanky.
0: And let's hear a little bit from them. And uh, also on, um, uh, there's a whole afternoon of Juneteenth programming at the Terrace on on Sunday. I believe it's June 18th, and Juneteenth is actually on June 19th, but yes. this is the Sunday before, right? And it's with Rob Dees, who is a very familiar name around Madison and quite an accomplished performer all on his own. So. Can you tell us a little bit about what people can expect from that? I mean, it's it's like seven hours of jazz, right?
1: Yeah, we're really fortunate that Rob agreed to to work with us on this. Um, as people may know, he's been working for many years with uh, Chaka Liga's Juneteenth celebration that happens on the third Saturday of every June. And um, when I talked to him about programming a Juneteenth observed <laughs> event on Sunday he said, yes, let's. Let, I'll do that, but could we also bring some of these artists to Penn Park on Saturday? So uh, some of these artists will also perform on that Saturday at that event. And then we've got um, a range of hip hop, R&B and rap uh, that's uh, performing with us. Um, so I'm, I, I'm excited. These are new artists to me and I'm excited to see what Rob has cooked up for us.
0: What is the state of the jazz scene in Madison right now, especially when um, there's been a lot of changes in venues lately, but the Brink Lounge closed and that, that's been a loss. So can you just talk about, um, yeah, how, how is Madison fostering a, a vibrant local jazz scene?
2: You know, it, it really is. And you're absolutely right. The closure of the, the Brink Lounge was it was a big loss because of their long history in the jazz scene and the way that they've really supported jazz for so many years. Um, but the good news is, you know, we still have Madison's Jazz Club, which is all jazz all the time at Cafe Coda, as well as almost all of the live music venues are including jazz in their regular concert se- seasons. And at Arts and Literature Laboratory, we um, also have quite a bit of jazz um, throughout the year.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with Lynn that um, jazz is still very much alive and uh I, I think all venues, not just in Madison, but across the country um, have struggled since the pandemic to figure out how to come back, to stay relevant, to figure out what their next chapter is, if you will, deciding what to hold on to, what to what to try new. And I, I would say that any closure of a venue is a statement about uh, um, the art scene um, itself. It's really, um, it comes down to well, a variety of things. Um, I think jazz is evolving and how we present jazz, um, how we label jazz. Uh, You know, what people would call jazz today may not be what people would have called it uh, many years ago. And I think jazz is just, because it's so free, there's the ability to take on several different types of musical influences and still call it, you know, uh, put it under the umbrella of of the label jazz. But I, I think it's thriving. I think it's evolving. And I think it's just it's heading for a new future. But it's it's very much alive in here.
0: And Cafe Coda, I mean, that is uh, the jazz club in Madison. And uh, you look at their programming and it they have a lot more than, quote, just jazz. Right. So I think that's a, a good indicator where the jazz scenes at. Do you agree with that?
2: Yes. Yeah. And you see that also with the you know Sunday Terrace programming with the celebration of Black American music. It's not just... What people think of, you know, that instantly comes to mind with jazz. um, I think what we're trying to showcase in this whole 11 days is the breadth of jazz and the different styles so that people can realize that they might not think they like jazz, but actually they probably do. There's something that we have during (laughs) this festival that they're really going to key into. And that can happen all year long with all the different styles of jazz and you know, when they're at other music festivals this summer, they're going to hear a lot of jazz. You know, if you look at the lineups for the Pursuit of Happiness and the Sessions in McPike Pike Park, and you know, just about all of the different music events, there are jazz artists included because there's so much variety in what musicians are doing, and so much. Yeah,
0: variety. and like you said, it's there are, are new things happening in the genre right now, and a lot of which are will be on display at the Madison Jazz Festival. Um, just because we mentioned Cafe Coda too, uh, you couldn't have a jazz fest in town without. Hannah John Taylor himself, right? So is he is he playing on the terrace or Cafe Coda? Where where is he playing and fitting into this jazz fest?
1: Uh, yes, we're excited that he's agreed to play on the terrace on Saturday at um, four four thirty, and yeah, uh, he's he's a mastermind <laughs> of what he does at at Cafe Coda. So he's an incredible presenter, but also an artist himself. So I'm excited to to get to present him um, and his, what he does with his music at our, in our space.
2: I'm pretty sure you'll also get to hear him sit in a little bit with the Wayne Shorter Tribute Concert as well at Cafe Coda um, on Saturday, June 10th. Um, We'll have Puan Benjamin and Russ Johnson and Clay Lyons, John Christensen and Dave Stoller, along with Wayne Saltzman on the drums. And yeah, I, I, I'm absolutely certain that Hana is going to be a part of that.
0: It's great to see that you guys um, have just produced another great lineup this year. Um, So just before we wrap up, what do you think the future of jazz is?
1: Well, I I guess I'll say I'm excited to see what the future of jazz is. Um, I, I, I think it is one of the most exciting art forms because of how it evolves. It changes and, and because it is so, um, dependent on the musicians themselves to bring new things to it based on what's happening in the world, what's happening in their lives, who they are, what they care about. So uh, I, I can't say what the future of jazz is, but I'm excited to hear it. Uh, the future of the Madison Jazz Festival, I hope that we continue to grow in, um, in the sense of bringing big names uh, that, as Jolene said, that um, are special to the Madison community that might be otherwise difficult for Madison to hear and see in live in person. Um, I hope that we will, and I expect that we'll continue to celebrate the local jazz scene that we have here, which has been rich for a very long time and I think a big reason for why we can call Madison a big music town, and I hope it makes Madison uh, a destination and um, something that people know that they can find some of the most incredible jazz and music right here in town, that they will travel here for it, just like they do Chicago, Milwaukee, and and other nearby regions. But Madison is um, a beautiful town, uh, rich in many ways, and uh, jazz is certainly one of them, and I look forward to helping that continue to grow.
2: Yeah, like Elizabeth said, we very much want to stay true to supporting our local scene and our local musicians. And one of the things we're trying to do with the festival is to cultivate this next generation, both of audiences and of musicians, and get them excited about this music so that we can keep it going.
0: Well, there is a, a ton to check out with the Jazz Festival for aficionados of jazz, um, to some new offerings, too, for people to, to get connected with, the, with this local scene, too, and, and to see some big acts. So thank you so much for joining us, uh, Jolyn and Elizabeth.
1: Thank you, Dylan. Thank you.
0: That was Wisconsin Union Theater Director Elizabeth Snodgrass and Arts and Lit Lab Co-Director Jolyn Rorda. The Mass and Jazz Festival starts tomorrow, June 8th, and ends June 18th with a performance from Ranky Tanky and Lisa Fisher at UW-Madison's Shannon Hall. Some events are free, and for some, you will need a ticket. Check our show notes for a link to the full lineup. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Reservations at a certain Monroe Street restaurant are going to be harder to come by. Two chefs from Fairchild have won a coveted James Beard Award. Ataru Nagano and Andrew Kroger were named the best chefs of the Midwest. Masson only has two other James Beard winners, Odessa Piper and Tori Miller. Both are from the downtown restaurant La Toile, where these chefs also worked, carrying on the award-winning legacy. Fairchild opened in 2020 and focuses on classic cuisine with farm-fresh ingredients and handmade pastas. And... The Madison School District is considering new rules for students who bring drugs to school. District officials are asking the school board to differentiate between sharing marijuana or psychedelic drugs and selling drugs for money. Another change being proposed is banning toy guns. Madison School Board members will vote on these new rules later this month. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Dylan Brogan in for Bianca Martin. If you enjoy the show, why not share this podcast with someone who appreciates the notes not being played? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk then.